oh boy, it's a really good thing you can't hear stink, because I need a shower so bad. <laughs> I, mean, I haven't cleaned any part of my body yet today either, um, and all I have done is eat cereal and drink coffee, um, so I got some mega coffee breath, but we're Ooh. not in the same room, so who gives a it shit? It like canned chicken soup in here. <laughs> I'm just I'm just immersing you. I'm painting a word picture. Thanks, thank you. You don't need to do that. <laughs>
so the only way to be good at an RPG is to not be a rude fucker. So let's carry on. Yes, sorry. Yes. And it's okay if you can't add. That's what calculators are for. Do you have a calculator? Uh-huh. You can play role-playing games. Do you have a phone? You have a calculator. Can you tell Carry if on. one number is larger than the other? Good news. <laughs> you can roll <laughs> dice. Anyway, step one is shut up and listen, which I'm going to do. All right. Uh, obviously, when you're playing a tabletop role-playing game, that is a, col- a game of collaboration and turn-taking. Pretty much every kind of role-playing game, story game, whatever, is a game of collaboration and turn-taking. So you do need to talk, uh, but you need to be respectful of when other people are talking. Shut up and listen to what other players are saying. And for the love of fuck, don't interrupt anyone. I mean, just do your best. I understand I have a, you know, ADHD desire to just blurt out what oh God. popped into my mind. I'm the worst at this. <laughs> happens. Uh, me too. Uh, when someone says something, I get excited. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and, and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was you like 100% of my experience in high-level English classes in university. Like, I didn't even... I, it was just, as far as I was concerned, it was just the professor talking to me and me going, yeah, like this. <laughs> and the other 20 people Same like, though. fuck, someone shut her up. <laughs> uh, well, she's just going to answer all the questions, so we may as well let her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen. But, but Monica. I was just going to say, do your best to not interrupt anyone. Like I'm doing Ray right now. Me. <laughs> listen to the other players. L- listen to the other players. So you know if they've already tried something or changed the setting in some way. And you don't end up trying to, like, punch a dude that's already been taken out, (laughs) which happens so much in just about every game I'm in. Uh, Someone isn't paying attention until it's their turn. And they're like, okay, cool. I go to attack the fighter in the corner. And then the other guy's like, he died. He died, like, two turns ago. Okay. And then they have to come up with a whole new thing they want to do with their turn. (sighs) Are you speaking from experience? (laughs) A little bit. Uh, And (laughs) honestly, I think not interrupting could be like the corollary to step one. Don't dominate the conversation, um, either in a literal way or in the figurative game kind of way. You want to give the spotlight up to other players sometimes. Let them be just as important to the game as you are. Um, I have a story here (laughs) about playing with two young boys, (laughs) my two kids. Don't be like young boys. They, um, we played, we played D and D. They were, they really wanted to play D and D and they would not accept the fact that D and D is not really for 11 and 13. Well, 13 could have been fine. The 11 year old didn't, didn't accept that it wasn't, you're not ready for D and D. So he played, he played a rogue and his brother played a wizard. And I had a locked door at one point and both of them were fighting over who would get to unlock the door because they wanted to be the one to do it. Even though one of them is playing a rogue, it's like, okay, He's good at unlocking doors. And I kept explaining this very patiently. The other one, the wizard is like, I want to do it though. He gets up. He always gets to do it. It's like, that's what he does. <laughs> He's good at that. Don't be like right. two young boys. Let other people have the spotlight sometimes. I mean, unless you actually are two young boys wearing a trench coat, infiltrating someone's game. <laughs> <laughs> it's been known to happen. It has been known to happen. What's step two? Do your best to grasp the rules. <laughs> uh, That's such a what? fun thing. Grasp it. Grasp it. Grasp it. Grasp it. Grasp it in your hand. Or in your brain. Reach out and grasp the sun. <laughs> grasp the rules. No one expects you to have total system mastery. Though you should listen to system mastery. They're a really good show. Um, but yes. after three, uh, a few, three, four sessions, um, you really shouldn't be asking how to roll initiative. Why did you highlight that? <laughs> Because I thought it was very funny. Uh, or which die? I highlighted it. I highlighted it. I bolded it. I italicized it. And it. I underlined it. <laughs> Don't ask how to roll initiative after three or four sessions. 
<laughs> or which die you need to make attack rolls. Um, you're putting a lot on the GM and the rest of the table if you don't do your best to grasp, grasp, grasp them, the basic rules. The basic, basic rules. rules. Basic rules. Basic things that happen every session multiple times. Like, you know how, like, into the 50th or 60th episode of the Adventure Zone, Clint McElroy is still asking which fucking die to use in D and fucking D? <laughs> Don't be like Clint for this one particular instance, because actually he's pretty cool otherwise. But fucking learn what the dice are. It's really basic intrinsic stuff to the game don't rely on literally everyone else to play the game for you basically you you know what if you have memory problems or other mental things that may make it hard for you to remember that sort of thing find some way to help you remember it write it down draw a picture i don't know i i don't know what would work for you but like find a way to make to minimize the amount of time you need to spend repeating things that are really basic no, this is a great this is a great addition, I think, to all of these rules. Is like if you have some sort of neurodivergence that actually makes this step difficult for you, here are some tips. Um, I honestly, I do have some sort of memory issue sometimes. Um, you write it down in your character sheet. Use this die right next to whatever it is that like. Okay, for attack, use a d twenty. Add this number. Um, sometimes you can get uh, custom made character sheets online that uh, basically guide you through the formulas for if you're going to attack, add this number, you know, this number and this number, this number as a worksheet, and then it comes up with the final number for you. Like, oh, okay, if you're going to be attacking with this bow, you add this total modifier to your d20 roll. And then you don't have to worry about hunting and pecking all over your sheet trying to remember the formulas because they have it all written out for you. Um, There's also really cool um, die caddies you can get that they look like pill caddies, like the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but they have the designation for the die over each little <laughs> cubby. So oh, if you're that. like, okay, did I did I bring my D8? It's in the D8 hole, so you know you have it. <laughs> oh, that's I didn't know those existed. And and if and again, if this is something that's just like, man, I got a, I got the neurodivergence, then you know you could always bring it up with the GM if you're comfortable doing that. If if any of these steps are like, okay, but not all of us can be. Not, not all of us can be neurotypical, Karen. Try to bring it up with the GM and see if there's a way you can work it out. That said, though, one of the fastest ways you can make the GM your best friend is to be your own advocate at the table. Not just knowing what your weaknesses are going to be. No weaknesses. Not just knowing what your challenges are going to be. Uh, but not, not exactly not being an expert, but being good at knowing your character. Knowing the role-playing aspects and the rules aspects of your character as well as you can. Like if you're a D&D fighter, read the basic combat rules so you're not constantly asking questions about things that your fighter is going to be doing. You can feel free to skip the spell casting because you're not going to be fucking casting any spells. Just get really good at the combat rules. Or if you're a Zenith cast and Exalted, get familiar with how prayer works, how gods work in the system. So if it comes up and if for example, the GM isn't even clear on it because there's so many different systems in Exalted. You can say, oh, no, I read about this. I, I know how to do this as part of my class. I came prepared. Yeah. Uh, and corollary to that, don't abuse that. I, I, you know, I don't think our listeners are the type that would do that. I hope not. Yeah, but I'm just putting it out there. Don't, don't, don't abuse that. Don't be an asshole. Be an asshole. Which I guess be brings us to step three. Yeah. Nice segue into step three. What is that? Step. Oh, you want me to read it? <laughs> oh, step three. The third step. The step third three, step, that right? one. Step three is try not to fuck around. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so 
me personally, I'm not one of those GMs who really gives a shit if you knit or doodle or play on your phone. Um, but don't be so caught up in it that you lose track of what's going on. That's what's rude. Um, and don't just pick up and roll dice for funsies or roll on your own. Like, being like, I'm rolling for this. No, you're not. <laughs> Wait for the GM <laughs> to tell you or ask, hey, uh, I think it would be important if I rolled for blank. Uh, and try to have a real reason why. Please don't roll to see if I'm getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> and, and don't just throw dice around for funsies, like throwing them on the table, rolling them on the table to see whether or not they're lucky today or whatever. Uh, because both the sound and the motion is distracting, and that's disruptive. See, it doesn't actually distract me as much. So that could also be like a GM thing. Like, yeah, I guess if that doesn't thing, bother you, um... I guess is know what bothers other people and don't do it is. <laughs> Please be nice to your Please GM. Please be nice to your GM. Yeah. They're holding whole bad. worlds in their head. Please be nice to GM. When so oh, when oh, when someone just like I'm doing this and just rolls without asking me before I even say, "Yeah, cool, okay, go for it." Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> like I, I won't I won't lash out, but you'll see it on my face like, "Oh, okay. Oh, this 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 is what we're doing." Okay. So <laughs> Before this comes across, like, I think the two of us are going, Oh, never be insubordinate to your dungeon master. <laughs> uh, part of that is an issue because um, if you're just rolling for something, I haven't had a chance to think about what the possible consequence might be or even what mm -hmm. the difficulty is. So, mm -hmm. like, Or even if you need to roll, I could just be like, don't bother rolling, I'll tell you. Right. Because so, you, you have reason to just know that. Or if someone is, is blitzing through the, the rolling stage, like... Even just going, hey, can I roll to see if there are people lurking behind this wall or whatever? That gives me a second to decide whether or not there are, if mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of that before. Um, what happens if you fail that roll? Because that's important. Like, if, if there's no outcome of failure, there's no point in rolling. Uh, and, like, what happens if you blow it away? And I can sort of conceptualize all of that in a hot second if you just mm -hmm. ask. Mm-hmm. And in uh, fact, I I prefer if, if we're if we're really going to get into this, I prefer instead of even using the role as a verb, just ask, do I know if there's someone hiding around the corner or can I tell if there's someone hiding around the corner? And then I can decide, oh, OK, you should roll for that right. or or oh, that sounds like, you know, insert powered by the apocalypse move here or, you know, I can actually, I can bring the system to bear then. But if you, I, I feel like if my players feel compelled to constantly bring the system to the, to the front, then maybe the story isn't quite in, as, I, I don't know. This, yeah, I don't know. I don't this know. may what come from how much I've been playing, like, the new, the new shit as opposed to, you know, D&D. &D. Listen, rolling is fun and people like to do it. Rolling is fun. People, rolling is fun and people like to do it. So I don't think you should be offended that people want to roll dice. No. Or, or think that, that your story is lacking just because people want to roll dice because it's fun, it makes a nice click-clack sound, and it's satisfying when big numbers come Ooh. up. And uh, we love our dice. And we, we love take our a dice. Lot of, we take a lot of care yeah. in picking the dice and getting the dice bag. Yeah, um, I, I think that just asking sets up the whole, like, even if you're playing a PBTA game and you're like, okay, what's going to be this move? Well, then there's a whole lot of stuff that's going on in your brain as the person running the game that's contingent on the result of this roll and why it mm -hmm. happens. And for me, at least, when someone's like, okay, I want to figure out whether or not he's lying to me or whatever. And, whoa. Sorry, that was my, that was my medication alarm. I completely oh. forgot that that was going to overlap with this. Continue. Okay. Uh, then, it, like, I have a, all of that processes in my brain, like, in a second. I'm like, okay, hey, 
is he lying or not? Then I get to make the decision. And then like, what happens if, yeah, yeah. you know. And sometimes I'm waiting for the... that. Like, right. wait, is he lying? And I'm like, <laughs> here we go. Right, 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 right. So giving me the chance to like process all of that simply by asking is doing a massive favor and b- blowing through it is actually making things harder for me. Yeah, you gotta, gotta yeah. give us a second. <laughs> give us just a second. Also, as much as you like, don't roll to see if you're getting drunk. Some Sometimes I think this is a, this is fun and this is a funny joke. Like, I'm rolling to see how gay I am today. And <laughs> sometimes this is hilarious. But you don't do it all the time. Don't do things like that to break tone. Don't do things like this expecting some sort of serious outcome. Like, oh, I got five successes on my gay roll. Like, don't, it's, it's a joke. We, it's a bit, we love it. And then we move on. Do you want to take the break so I can go get my meds? Yeah. I do you want me to do the? Being... Do you want me to just? Do you want me to just do the whole break while you're taking a pill? Oh hell yeah, that'd be great. I'll be right back. Yeah, I just do. I'll just do the break. Okay. Uh, do hello. it. Do it. Do it in rhyme and meter for our studio audience. I will absolutely not do that, but thank you. Damn it. <laughs> hello, live studio audience. This is the mid episode break. Um, and you're a captive audience, so you can't even fast forward through it. Uh, BXP and the mid-episode break room are brought to you by the Misdirected Mark Network. Normally, Ray goes ding here, but she's taking a pill. Uh, BX- become a BXP patron, which all of you listeners right now are. Uh, three bucks a month gets you access to our outline, which we have maybe posted once, but hey, we'll get better about it. Uh, many episodes of bonus content every month and an actual play. We have a Discord, which is where you can hear us live. Uh, come hang out. Patrons get access to a special chat room and a cool display color. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Mr. Director Mark has a forum now. Go sign up and post dumb things in the BXP sub forum and perhaps get to talk to Margaret, who made an account with our email. We're not sure how this happened. Uh, and um, I mentioned this up front in the episode. Uh, July disappeared for us. Uh, Ray and I are Sorry. both... Sorry. Hi, you're back. I was just talking about working months. Oh boy. Oh yeah, how you and I um are actually both pretty busy industry professionals at this point. Um Yeah, I and... never would have thought that this would happen to me. <laughs> Occasionally we will not have as much time to produce and release content. Um so we are going to occasionally implement working months. We will hopefully let all of you lovely people know in advance when it looks like things are not gonna get done. Um we'll have we're um, we're gonna work on having a cute graphic and we will let everybody know that it is a working month and we're gonna you you will get one regular episode and one bonus episode on a working month. There are additional um like tweaks we can make to the Patreon to make sure that this is like like financially fair. I there's a huge part of me that feels that feels a lot of guilt about asking people to give us money and then having times where we're like, sorry, which well, it not- feels shitty to me. Um, I mean it's not gonna happen all the time. No, but there's different things we can look into, like instead of doing it by month, doing it by episode, things like that. Stuff we will not discuss yeah, <laughs> while we'll, recording we'll, in front of a live studio audience. We'll, right, we'll, we'll get it worked out, but uh, working months will probably happen, in which case we will have a little bit less content than usual. We're going to keep making stuff, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. We, yeah. we haven't lost the juice. No. No matter how many so mosquitoes, just suck it right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you Gross. like BXP... You'll love this misdirected Mark show. Uh, down with D&D! Chris and the mad wizard Sean Merwin dish everything about D&D with a focus on the brand and the newest newest edition of the world's most popular tabletop RPG. Dave, did it. Dave says he's going to punish us by giving us more money. 
Oh, uh, I th- is this? F- oh no! Is- don't punish us by giving us more money. Is this fine, Dom? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Pay me more money, you slug! I'm gonna embarrass you on live podcast. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, he's uh, typing. What is he typing? Uh, pay us money and we will financially dominate you on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm teasing the chat all sorts of things about themselves. Nerdy City flipped our world upside down and made things stranger with their nostalgic suburban horror game, Remembrance. Then they made our skin crawl with a game based on the videos so gross and disturbing, they were termed nasty with their horrifying tabletop, RPG Nasty. Now they send us back to the Saturday morning cartoons and brightly painted plastic toys we remember from our childhood that were more than met the eye. Commandroids, the first installment of the Radical Shadows universe, puts you in the driver's seat of your very own transforming robot. With a Kickstarter launching in the beginning of August, you can live out the battles between the heroic Symbatrons and the dastardly Nemesites in a world transformed. To be part of this Kickstarter and contribute, please search for Commandroids on Kickstarter or visit nerdycity.com for more information. Uh, what are, uh, we're on step four. Ironically, I was not prepared for step four, which is be prepared. Be prepared. Come ready to play. Uh, bring whatever you need to keep track of stuff for your character, whether that's a printed character sheet and a writing utensil, or your tablet and a stylus, or your phone and a Bluetooth mouse, whatever. Um, be ready to go. If you, if you have dice, bring them. Don't expect other people to pick up the slack for you. Um, and I have the counterpoint was... to that <laughs> when you're done. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I was sourcing this question from other experienced gamers about, like, oh, what? what sort of things do you think are good etiquette? And then there was a lot of, like, demand to bring dice. And I was like, but, you know, that's a, that's also a monetary thing. I know dice aren't super expensive, but, like, that's why I said, if you have them, bring mm. them. Mm. And, like, don't assume people are going to pick up that slack for you, but if you, like, can't afford a d- dice or a dice roller, that's fine. Yeah, man, it's, Absolutely fine. it's cool. And that and that's my, my counterpoint to most of these being, like, we can't all be neurotypical, Karen. Um... <laughs> if you are the sort to forget your character sheet at home tell your gm i'm gonna forget this at home could you please hang on to it for me the gm already has a bunch of notes and books and shit and the gm could probably hang on to your character sheet for you i do it <laughs> i had a i had a table player who would always forget their character sheet and then come in like like scrambling to remember like what dots they had and all that shit and i was like i will just hang on to it for you we will avoid this entirely i will hang on to your sheet for you if you don't have yeah, I mean, if you don't have dice, the GM probably has dice you can borrow. It's cool. If you can't bring, uh, if you don't have access to the supplements, because you know the books can get pretty expensive sometimes, the GM probably has one you can borrow or may make like handouts for you. Sometimes there's um oh what's it called the online. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's SRDs online and you can refresh yes. yourself on the rules there. Um, if if there if you basically have the intention of like I wish I could be prepared this thing is getting in the way just open a dialogue a dialogue with your gm and see if or or other players and see if there's people who can help you out with this because you know not having a pencil or not having a character sheet is such a a silly reason to not be able to come to game like someone else is like i got pencils i got you fam 
GM's like, I'll hang on to your character sheet. It's cool. Someone else is like, I have a billion dice because I keep buying the ugly poundo dice bags. So here you go. Have some <laughs> ugly dice. Like we can Yeah, man. We can cover you. I Yeah. It, any gamer who's been gaming for a long time has a dragon's hoard of dice. Mm-hmm. I sure do. <laughs> yes. Oh god, I have so many yeah, D10s. <laughs> I have, I have so many D10s and I have like four dice bags full of other dice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I could fuel a, a D&D game for like 20 people. <laughs> for, for some reason, when my boys were collecting Pokemon cards, for some reason, a lot of them would come with D6s. I don't know why. Huh. So I have a bunch of these different sets of Pokemon card themed D6s that are beautiful, but they also really huh. clearly have these like in place of the one, the one face, it's like some symbol. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't know if I can use Whatever. that. I mean, as long as you but I got all the dice. I mean, here's here's another thought. Like, if you have a group, um, you can, and all of you are broke. Maybe all of you pitch in some some resources and go to the dollar store and buy a folder, a pack of pencils, a notepad, and then share it. And then you can all put your character sheets in the folder, and the person who's the most responsible. Uh, gets to take it home. Yeah, man, not a big deal. Or, or if you're people who play at someone's house or apartment or dorm or whatever all the time, just leave it there. Yeah, just get like a big like milk crate or something and put all your D and D stuff in it. Put all your stuff in it. Yep. Easy peasy. Um, yep. And I, uh, you can get dice on Wish for a song. <laughs> I, seriously, you can get a fuck ton of dice for very little money. And unlike other things that you buy off of Wish, this won't poison you probably <laughs> it, it won't suddenly <laughs> seed all of your google ads with bizarre wish products i love google ads being seeded by bizarre wish products that is only a bonus <laughs> for me they uh tried to sell me some gravity bongs the other day that was amazing what amazing <laughs> yep wish i I would not smoke out of anything from Wish. <laughs> but I would buy dice. But I would buy dice. Uh, the other, the other side to being uh, materially prepared, you should pro- you should come emotionally prepared. Get loose. Get in character. Be prepared to forget about whatever the fuck was happening that day and start pretending to be an elf. But also, again, counterpoint: it's cool if you had a terrible day and aren't feeling up to pretending to be an elf. Um, I think Monica and I have covered this before, where it's just some days game day just doesn't work out. And then it's cool to just like pull out a board game or play Jackbox or something. But try to be, yeah. try to be emotionally prepared. Try to come prepared to, you know, smoke something you got out of Wish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I gotta say that sometimes, because we play, we have two weekly games that are on Tuesday and Wednesday, they're back to back. I just spent the last two weeks or so spending every free moment I had after I got home from work uh, until game time uh, editing red lines for Titanomaki. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so by game time, I did not have any brain left. (laughs) (laughs) So like, like there are sometimes when I go to weekly game night and I just, I'm checked out a little bit because I have been working for 10 hours or more on highly, like I have a data entry job uh, I have to think basically for eight hours and then I come home and I use my brain for like two more. Uh, and it sucks and I'm really tired, but I try not to be disruptive and I try to pay attention. I just am not very perky. If you're having a low energy day or you're low on spoons or whatever, like sometimes it's just okay to hang out is what yeah, I'm saying. Sometimes it's cool to just yeah. be together. 
Because it's not, it's, I mean, you guys are there to play a game, but I assume you're also buddies. I assume you just want to chill. Um, when I was doing the, the, when I was doing CantCon that weekend, I ran two four-hour games two days in a row. Mm-hmm. And by the second game, <laughs> the first day, my voice was shot. And I tried to be prepared for that by like, you know, drinking a lot of water and staying hydrated and stuff. But so, you know, I had to kind of modify my running a bit, um, which uh, was a challenge because there was also like a couple of dread games going on behind me. So I had to keep speaking up to be heard over Jenga blocks. Um, right. So silence, 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 crash. And then a bunch of people being like, ah! yes. And, one, yes. and <laughs> one of them was was being played using a custom like giant Jenga set. <laughs> so, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It was a it was a bad slot to try to compete with, um, but yeah, you know, just do your best, you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these so far have summed up to like, do your best, man. Do your best, man. Yeah, yeah. Be a cool dude and do All your right. best. Step five, let's, though. Let's, step five. Step five. Let's move on. Step five. Questions are okay as long as you remember rule number one. If you are confused about something, ask. But, like, don't interrupt people. Wait for a good time to pause and get clarification. Yeah. And, and this this rolls yeah. up into a lot of what I've brought up, too, of, like, just, you know, make sure to keep a communication going. The GM is there for answering your questions and adjudicating disputes and basically, you know, being being the judge and sometimes jury of the game. If you don't know how something works, ask your GM. If you don't know if you're allowed to do something at the table... Ask your GM if you need help with something like we've mentioned, like if you need help remembering to bring your character sheet or if you need help, you know, remembering parts of the rules, ask, ask for help. If you hopefully you have a GM who will be like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I am here for you. My job is to make sure you have fun. Let's get this taken care of. If you have a GM who isn't like that at all, I wish you the best of luck in finding a new GM because you don't yeah, right. want I that like, kind of person like in charge of your uh, fun for the evening. Dump them. Yeah. Throw out the yeah. whole GM. Mm-hmm. Right out the window. This whole GM yeah. broken. Mm-hmm. Get a new one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Is that everything? Mm-hmm. Is it really just these five yeah, steps? So we have... Yes, just, I mean... To sum up, shut up and listen, Monica. Yes. Sum up. Yes. Shut up and listen. This is about collaboration and turn-taking, and you're not the only person at the table. Mm -hmm. Do your best to grasp the rules. Do your your best. (laughs) Try to find what works for you to remember these things. It's not like, you know, studying for a chemistry test, but remember the things that are important to the character that you're playing. Um, Try not to fuck around. For some of us, this is harder than others, but try not to fuck around. Don't roll dice, just funsies. Don't dominate the game with your hilarious jokes. Be prepared. Come ready to play, both physically and emotionally. If you need help, like preparation aids, if you need someone else to hang onto your sheet for you, absolutely do that. And questions are okay. Ask questions. If nothing, if something isn't getting, a, getting through to you, if you don't get why we're doing things that we do because everyone else has been playing these for so long and you're so new and, oh my God, why did I show up? This was a nightmare. Just ask questions. Yeah. Yes. In summary. That's a good list. That's a good list. That's a good list. To quote Rob, in summary, stop, collaborate, and listen. God damn it. (laughs) Recording in front of a live studio audience has been a a boon to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess it's time to do the closing thing. Time to do that thing that we do at the end. Do the thing where you ask me the questions and I answer them. Monica. Yes. Monica. Yes. Monica. Where 
Where can they find our show? You can find our show at bxpcast.com, part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm remembering it, thanks to the Misdirected Mark Network for uh, advertising that we were going to be recording in front of a live studio audience. It's cool as yeah. hell. And we love those guys so much. Mwah! <laughs> Mwah! Uh, Monica? Yes. Where could they send us an email? They can send us an email at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. What about Twitter? Where can they find us on Twitter? They can slide into our DMs on Twitter at bonusexpcast. Uh. Monica, what flavor of boobly am I drinking? <laughs> um, I am going to guess strawberry. Ooh, so close. Blackberry. Blackberry is oh, what I'm drinking. A berry. It was a berry. Monica, do you have your own Twitter? I do. Uh, if you want to follow me um, and see the stuff I'm retweeting lately, uh, you can follow me at Sun. Monica, do I, you? do I have a Twitter? I think you do. I have a Twitter. It's Ray underscore Cole. Lately, it's been a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses because I'm getting really into the... <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I'm also working, I promise, because my boss is sitting right there. <laughs> but also, I'm playing Fire Emblem. It's a fantastic game. Um, Anything else? No. Okay. Um, everybody get out, except for the live studio audience, because I think we have one more episode to do. Everybody get out! All right, right, let's go. Change it if you want to. Change it, change it if you want to. Do I have to do this? Fine. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. And edited by Margaret. Our logo and art is by Nano Studios. Find her on Facebook and Instagram. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the attribution non-commercial creative commons license. BXP is part of the Misdirected Mark Network. Um, I'm not reading this fucking gaming pun. Bye. Fucking nerd.